Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss along with former Saints Scott Shanley. He was a seventh-round pick in 2003, but that was with the Rams and a couple of years in Dallas and then came to New Orleans, seven years here. So you played – I've kind of gone through the schedule already with John Stinchcomb and um, – good Lord. Now I'm going to have to edit that. John Stinchcomb and Lance Moore. John Stinchcomb and Lance Moore – and both, all three of you played somewhat in, in, you know, similar eras. And so you played seven years, so 14 games in you, uh, with Atlanta. You played in Atlanta seven times. You won there five times. So this team, just really in the Sean Payton era, has played very well on the road in Atlanta. How, how would you, if you were just telling somebody, telling a stranger, how would you explain that? Well, I think first and foremost, the, the the city of New Orleans lets you know right away. As soon as you become a saint, it, you, they let you know that, that there is a dislike for Atlanta, there's a dislike for the Falcons, and I think that seeps into to your blood the moment you become a New Orleans saint. So we knew from the moment we were there that there was one team you don't lose to, and that was the Atlanta Falcons. We enjoyed playing that team every year, and then playing on the road, it always felt like a home game because we had so many Saints fans in their stadium anyway. We always had so much support. It's one of the only stadiums on the road where – you heard the Houdat chant start because we had so many fans there. So it was always kind of a home away from home situation when we played in Atlanta. Did you feel, and it's probably hard to tell because you can't tell from other players, but maybe if you knew some from the Falcons during your, your time, that it was the same thing on their end? Did you feel the same thing? Or felt it felt more one-sided as far as the Atlanta fans and Atlanta players in this rivalry? Yeah, I, I think for us, there was a – there was a, a dislike, I think, for, for them. It's just like they had for us, but that's a, that's a natural part of the rivalry. They're dislike between the cities and the fans, and they keep it good-natured. And, and the the, the advance of social media made it even more fun. So I think that rivalry over the years, I think the, the fun thing for me is seeing that as soon as players become saints, they, they adopt that, that rivalry. And going into those games, I think the other thing that made it fun was you know, we, the Atlanta Falcons were a pretty good team. They had good players, Matt Ryan, Tony Gonzalez, Julius Jones. We had good players. And there was always kind of a thinking on our end, like they didn't respect us. We, we had won a lot more than they did. We were winning divisions. We won a Super Bowl. And yet they had this animosity, uh, admiration for us, but would never give us that respect. And I think that drove us even more to win those games and beat them when we played them twice a year. I said the same thing to, to John earlier. I was like, when I used to, during these times, when I would look at the Falcons roster, I would go, oh, my gosh. Like, this, this team is loaded. Like, it's going to take everything that the Saints have to beat them and for coaching, whatever, whatever you want to say. But for whatever reason, man, you, there's a, you guys could get to that next level, that next bar. Yeah, and I, there's a psychological factor to that, I, I think. There's times where teams get hot and they go on streaks and rivalries because the other team really, in the back of their mind, doesn't know if they can beat you. And, you know, they won a couple times here and there, but it, it always seemed like anytime the game was close, we, there was never any doubt in our minds we were going to win because we've done it so much. And when the game got close, they doubted whether or not they were good enough. And, um, yeah, I think that psychological factor always played a part in us getting, getting the best of them. When you sit back and watch this team now, and if you've watched Carolina in some of the most recent games, the Tampa game, and, and you watch this defense, and it's, it is, it's D-line, linebacker, secondary, because they all have to work in tandem. But what they're doing right now is Cam himself is, must be enormously impressive. 
No, it's it's extremely impressive. It's been a lot of fun to watch, especially as a defensive player. Um, you know, the the defense, you can quite honestly say, I mean, it's nothing against the offense. The offense has faced tons of injuries, losing two all-pro tackles, and I having Michael Thomas there all year, and having four different quarterbacks. It's, t- it's hard for any offense to function normally week in and week out. And the reason the Saints are sitting right here with an opportunity to go to the playoffs is because of the way this defense has shown up. I mean, how many defenses could go into Tampa Bay against the defending world champions and shut out Tom Brady when they're rolling? And this past week, you look at every week, the, the, this defense, they just fly around, they play together, they enjoy playing for one another, playing together. And it's been a lot of fun to watch this defense this year. I want to ask about a couple of diff, uh, linebackers, but I'm going to start just with Demario Davis and and – other than probably Drew Brees, as far as a free agent acquisition, that guy is everywhere, tackles, he's just a leader, he's a super human being. I mean, watching him play, it's just fun. No, there's no question. I, You know, when DeMario came to the Saints, you know, I'd seen him for years with the Jets and always saw he was ranked as one of the top tacklers in the NFL. I knew he could fly around, I knew he could make tackles. But the evolution of his game, becoming uh, the way he played in space, the way he covered tight ends, the way he covered running backs, the way he was able to blitz. I mean, he became a really all-around player in, in the New Orleans Saints system and became a captain, became the quarterback of the defense. His leadership abilities just continued to shine every single week the, the longer he was here. So I think you really saw the best of DeMario Davis come out. Sometimes in free agency, it's all about getting the perfect fit, personality, talent with the right organization. And we're so happy that, that DeMario Davis chose the normal Saints because he's, he's been everything plus more, I'm sure, that they thought when they signed him for agency. To me, he's been the, he's been one of the best, if not the best, uh, line, off the ball linebacker, four three linebacker in the NFL. And uh, I think a lot of he's opened a lot of people's eyes the last couple of years and getting that respect he deserves. What about some of the younger players that the Saints have? Pete Werner, Zach Bond. Uh, been forced into action a lot because of injuries and COVID. But what what do you think about where they stand uh, with those two guys and the youth they have at at linebacker? Yeah, I mean it's a position that they they try to build depth at. Guys have gotten a lot of opportunities to play, taking advantage of those opportunities to play. I thought Pete he played really well a couple games ago against Miami when when the COVID situation hit the Saints. He had a great opportunity to go out there and make plays with with Demario out and Quan out, and he was all over the field. You know, I watched him in particular because this is a young guy who's going to get a lot of reps, and he's going to he's going to factor in uh, a lot of playing time in the coming years for the Saints. And I just love the way he plays game. Again, just like Demario, he, he does a lot of things well. He's fast. He plays well in space. He can cover. Those are the type of guys you need in, in the NFL and on defense nowadays. And so I was really impressed with all those young guys, how they take advantage of their opportunities when they've gotten on the field. And finally, you've played on some of the best teams. You were with the 06 team, you came with Sean, the Super Bowl, the 2011 team. But knowing what these guys have been through, living away from home and the COVID and the injuries and Mike Thomas and, you know, four quarterbacks and and that kind of stuff, what it would mean to them and to a former player for this team to qualify for the postseason this year because of what they've went through. They've been through so much. I don't think there's any other team in the NFL who, if you laid down all the obstacles that this team has went against this year, just like you mentioned, four quarterbacks, two all-pro tackles out, one of the best wide receivers in the league, been out all year. Having Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram missing is, I mean, it's been unbelievable what this team has been up against all year. And now they're sitting right here with a chance to win a game against a hated division rival and need a little bit of help between the Rams and the 49ers game. 
but there aren't many teams that would be in this position. I think it's a, it's a credit. It's a testament to the coaching staff. It's a credit to the, the front office. It's a credit to the leadership and the type of guys that they have in this locker room that they didn't look for excuses. They didn't. They rallied around the next man up oppor- uh, opportunity they had. Sometimes it was next man up, three, four, five deep at, at times. But I just think the it showed the strength of the culture that this organization has. And I think it makes you proud as a former player that they're over, we're able to overcome so many obstacles and just be in position to make the playoffs. Well, it's a big one Sunday, Saints, Falcons, and then, of course, big Rams fans as well. So appreciate your time. Get that W, and let's get to the postseason. Absolutely. I think, you know, we missed – there was uh, last week on social media, a lot of people wondering what happened to that chance. I think we get enough Saints fans over in the, in the Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium over there in Atlanta. Maybe we make up that who that chance this week pregame. That would be a lot of fun. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. All right. Thank you, Scott. All right. My thanks to everybody who joined tonight. Mickey Loomis, Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager, John Stinchcomb, Lance Moore, and Scott Shanley. We want to hear you and see you on Sunday in Atlanta. Good night, Houdats, here on the New Orleans Saints Radio Network.